Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 269. Our God is love, unchanging love, and can we ask for more? Our prayer for love's increase is vain. T'was infinite before. Ask not the Lord with breath of praise for more than we accept. The open fount is free to all. God's promises are kept. Hymn number 269.
the scriptural will be given by Suzanne from Vermont. I shall read from Philippians. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow together with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable one. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. 
Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 241. O Spirit, source of light, thy grace is unconfined. Dispel the gloomy shades of night. Reveal the light of mind. Hymn number 241. Welcome to our Sunday morning service, the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. 
We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion. And I don't know how they keep getting better, but we had a really good one this morning. So if you missed it, please, you got to get it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, or you can also find it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 o'clock every Sunday. And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number so that any child anywhere can participate just by dialing in. So if you don't live in the area and you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number and we'd love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a nursery available for all of our services, for infants and toddlers. We had a really good Bible study yesterday, which means our next one will be in two weeks. Saturday, March 6th. So uh, keep your eye on our website and look for the study questions. And please join us in two weeks, 10 a.m. Saturday, March 6th. We have several websites now in different languages, and they are all filled with inspiring articles, testimonies, hymns, songs. And one of the articles that I would like to point out that is featured on our English website, um, a really good article entitled The Power of Right Thinking by E. Whitmore. Excellent article. And we've been busy this week uh, printing and mailing the forum highlights most recent issue has been printed and mailed to subscribers. And a special treat, Peter and Faith have finished their second CD, and we have them in supply. So if you would like, please let us know how many you would like. They're $15 if you each if you live in the United States. If you live outside the United States, they are $18 each. Still a bargain. And uh, they will be on our store, on our website, shortly. So you will soon be able to order them uh, through the store on the website. But if you just can't wait, <laughs> call us or send us an email or something. And we'll be happy to, to sell you as many as you'd like. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony from Miscellaneous Writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Debbie from Illinois. Page 416. I must add one more to your great pile of letters to tell you what your book, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, has done for me and my family. More than a year ago, 
my husband was suffering from an injury received about a year previous, and he went to Mrs. B for treatment. His shoulder had been fractured, his collarbone broken, and, and had sustained internal injuries. Several MDs had attended him, but had given him very little relief. Mrs. B treated him for a short time, and he received much benefit. He bought Science and Health. From reading it, I was cured of a belief of chronic liver complaint. I suffered so much from headaches and constipation and other beliefs that I seldom saw a well day. But, thanks to you and divine principle, I now seldom ever have a belief of feeling badly. November 4th last, I was confined. I was alone because I knew no one whose thought was in harmony with science. I thought I could get along without help, and I did. My little girl was sleeping in the same room with me, and after the birth, she called a woman who was asleep upstairs to take care of the baby. This woman was much frightened, but on seeing how composed I was, she got over her fright. I sat up in bed, holding the child, and feeling as well as I ever did in my life. I never had seen a scientist nor been treated, but I got all my ideas from science and health. My baby was born on Sunday morning, and I got up Monday at noon and stayed up. I never got along so well with a baby as I did with this one. I am very thankful for the knowledge of science I have gained through your book. I want so much to be a scientist, but we are very poor. My husband is a brakeman on the railroad, and I have very little education. There is comfort in the thought that if I can't be a scientist, my children may be. Yours with much love, C.A.W. Lexington, Missouri. The lesson for this morning can be found on page 16 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Mind. The golden text is from Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. The responsive reading is from Proverbs. If thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment, and preserveth the way of his 
shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. Florence will now read. I will read from the Bible, Psalm. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. O how love I thy word. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way, that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. First Kings Haram king of Tyre sent his servants unto Solomon, for he had heard that they had anointed him king in the room of his father, for Hiram was ever a lover of David. And Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, Thou knowest how that David thy father could not build an house unto the name of the Lord his God for the wars which were about him on every side, until the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. And behold, I purpose to build an house unto the name of the Lord my God, as the Lord spake unto David my father, saying, Thy son, whom I will set upon thy throne in thy room, he shall build an house unto my name. Now therefore, command thou that they hew me cedar trees out of Lebanon, and my servants shall be with thy servants. And unto thee will I give hire for thy servants according to all that thou hast appointed. For thou knowest that there is not among us any that can kill to hew timber like unto the Sidonians. And it came to pass when Hiram heard the words of Solomon that he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord this day, which hath given unto David a wise son over his great people. So Hiram gave Solomon cedar trees and fair trees according to all his desire. And Solomon gave Hiram 20,000 measures of wheat for food to his household and 20 measures of pure oil. Thus gave Solomon to Hiram year by year. And the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he promised him. And there was peace between Hiram and Solomon. And they too made a league together. Then came there two women that were harlots 
unto the king and stood before him. And the one woman said, O Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered, that this woman was delivered also, and we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. And this woman's child died in the night, because she overlaid it. And she arose at midnight, and took my son from beside me, while thine handmaid slept, and laid it in her bosom, and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son, which I did bear. And the other woman said, Nay, but the living is my son, and the dead is thy son. And this said, No, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Thus they spake before the king. Then said the king, The one said, This is my son that liveth, and thy son is the dead. And the other said, Nay, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the living. And the king said, Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one, and half to the other. Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, O my Lord, give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. But the other said, Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. Proverbs. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is 
she is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. And happy is everyone that retaineth her. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. By understanding hath he established the heavens. Jeremiah Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Amanda from Missouri will now read. Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy Mind The only I, or us, the only spirit, soul, divine principle, substance, life, truth, love, the one God, not that which is in man, but the divine principle, or God, of whom man is the full and perfect expression. Deity, which outlines, but is not outlined. Mind, supreme over all its formations and governing them all, is the central sun of its own system of ideas, the life and light of all its own vast creation. And man is tributary to divine mind. Man, the compound idea of infinite spirit, the spiritual image and likeness of God, the full representation of mind. Mind creates his own likeness in ideas, and the substance of an idea is very far from being the supposed substance of non-intelligent matter. Hence, the father mind is not the father of matter. In the infinitude of mind, matter must be unknown. Symbols and elements of discord and decay are not products of the infinite, perfect, and eternal all. From love and from the light and harmony, which are the abode of spirit, only reflections of good can come. All things beautiful and harmless are ideas of mind. Mind creates and multiplies them, and the product must be mental. Mind is the source of all movement, and there is no inertia to retard or check its perpetual and harmonious action. Mind is the same life, love, and wisdom, yesterday, and today, and forever. Matter 
and its effects, sin, sickness, and death, are states of mortal mind, which act, react, and then come to a stop. They are not facts of mind. They are not ideas, but illusions. Principle is absolute. It admits of no error, but rests upon understanding. The starting point of divine science is that God, Spirit, is all in all, and that there is no other might nor mind, that God is love, and therefore He is divine principle. Divine metaphysics, as revealed to spiritual understanding, shows clearly that all is mind, and that mind is God, omnipotence, omnipresence, omniscience, that is, all power, all presence, all science. Hence all is in reality the manifestation of mind. The one ego, the one mind or spirit called God, is infinite individuality, which supplies all form and comeliness, and which reflects reality and divinity in individual spiritual man and things. Man reflects infinity, and this reflection is the true idea of God. God expresses in man the infinite idea forever developing itself, broadening and rising higher and higher from a boundless basis. Mind manifests all that exists in the infinitude of truth. We know no more of man as the true divine image and likeness than we know of God. The understanding that the ego is mind and that there is but one mind or intelligence begins at once to destroy the errors of mortal sense and to supply the truth of immortal sense. This understanding makes the body harmonious. It makes the nerves, bones, brain, etc. servants instead of masters. If man is governed by the law of divine mind, his body is in submission to everlasting life and truth and love. The great mistake of mortals is to suppose that man, God's image and likeness, is both matter and spirit, both good and evil. When sufficiently advanced in science, to be in harmony with the truth of being, men become seers and prophets involuntarily, controlled not by demons, spirits, or demigods, but by the one spirit. It is the prerogative of the ever-present divine mind and of thought, which is in rapport with this mind, to know the past, the present, and the future. Acquaintance with the science of being enables us to commune more largely with the divine mind, to foresee and foretell events which concern the universal welfare, 
to be divinely inspired, yea, to reach the range of fetterless mind. To understand that mind is infinite, not bounded by corporeality, not dependent upon the ear and eye for sound or sight, nor upon muscles and bones for locomotion, is a step towards the mind science by which we discern man's nature and existence. The exterminator of error is the great truth that God, good, is the only mind, and that the supposititious opposite of infinite mind, called devil or evil, is not mind, is not truth, but error, without intelligence or reality. There can be but one mind, because there is but one God. And if mortals claimed no other mind and accepted no other, sin would be unknown. We can have but one mind, if that one is infinite. We bury the sense of infinitude when we admit that, although God is infinite, evil has a place in this infinity, for evil can have no place where all space is filled with God. God is the creator of man, and the divine principle of man remaining perfect, the divine idea or reflection, man, remains perfect. Man is the expression of God's being. If there ever was a moment when man did not express the divine perfection, then there was a moment when man did not express God, and consequently, a time when deity was unexpressed, that is, without entity. If man has lost perfection, then he has lost his perfect principle, the divine mind. If man ever existed without this perfect principle or mind, then man's existence was a myth. The relations of God and man, divine principle and idea, are indestructible in science. And science knows no lapse from nor return to harmony, but holds the divine order or spiritual law in which God and all that he creates are perfect and eternal, to have remained unchanged in its eternal history. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 58. Father, we thy loving children lift our hearts in joy today, knowing well that thou wilt keep us ever in thy blessed way. Thou art love and thou art wisdom. Thou art life and thou art all. In thy spirit, living, moving, we shall neither faint nor fall. Hymn number 58.
Let's now sing hymn number 79. God is love. His mercy brightens all the path in which we rove. Bliss he wakes, and woe he lightens. God is wisdom. God is love. Hymn number 79.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook the scientific statement of being, and the correlative passage from First John third chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind in its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is in, is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is His image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we shall be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth not, because it knew Him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him. For we shall see him as he is, and every man that has this hope in him purify himself, even as he is pure. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Amen.